We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There I said no T-Pain. <laughs> God, this is a good song, though. Again, the reason why T-Pain is playing, we brought it up earlier. The Ravens, they're, they're pulling out all the stops. It sounded like from Jason Lock and Four, though, we had him on earlier, that they every game have some halftime performer like that's that's on like somewhat this level. He said it's a step up, but yeah, T Pain's at halftime. Chippy World Ray, last week. That's not nearly Ray, as good. Yeah, Ray Lewis is gonna be back along with Terrell Suggs, who Chiefs great, Terrell Suggs. Uh and so that's why the T Pain song was playing. Because earlier we gave him a hard time because he played Footloose coming back from break. And we're like, what's up with the Footloose? You know? We're just giving Drew a hard time as we're awaiting Andy Reid's press conference to start out at Arrowhead. Let's go right there. Uh, Derek Nadi won't practice. Uh, Pacheco uh, did the walkthrough, but won't practice. And then uh, Joe Tooney won't practice today. Everybody else will, will go. Had a good day yesterday um, in preparation. We know every day is important with the challenge playing the Ravens. So um, with that time, yours. Yeah, they're uh, um, they're good all the way around. Good back end, secondary linebackers are fast and good tacklers, and um, and then they're front strong. So uh, good, good all around defense. Um, well, listen, I've, I've always had a ton of respect for him. Um, from the time he got in the league on, uh, he, um, he's, just, he's playing good football. He's been doing it all year and has just carried it into the playoffs, yeah, last week. And when you saw him come into the league, obviously up against, I can't remember the timing, but the first time he passed his face, so did you at that point have some Yeah, it felt that way. I mean, the league is lucky to have these young quarterbacks that are that are so good, talented. Um, but that uh, they've got a good team around him, and he's good. And so you, you figured that somewhere we were going to be playing him once or twice. So yeah. Yeah, Mike will uh, be out there. He's just preca- Yeah, precautionary. Just ease him back in and see how he's doing. His, his neck, his neck is stiff, and he just can't can't turn right now. So it's getting better, but I mean, it's, that's that's what happened in the game. Yeah, it just it wasn't working. It, it, it got yeah, it got worse during the game. So it did, yeah. Yeah, no, Willie, uh, he's a big part of our defense. <clears throat> um, uh, however, I wouldn't slight Drew for the job he did coming in. 
Um, but, but well, you know, Willie's a good, good player. He's, he's part of it. He's part of the success that we've had. Yeah, he's done a great job. Great job. Uh, not that he hasn't in the past. We just had young, some young players. So, um, uh, the, but the teaching part of it, uh, you know, whether it's David working with the secondary and um, Donald, I mean, you know, they're, they've got that crew, uh, a young group that made some mistakes last year. They've got them playing good football, accurate football. Um, you know, to Brendan with the linebackers doing a nice job there. Uh, guys flying around, making plays. So, and then you, you look at Joe and how he's fit people in there and kept a nice rotation going with the guys. Um, he's done a nice job too. So, but Spags, Spags is a general of that group and he, he designs all the stuff that, that we throw at defense, at offenses and he, he he's got a, Great variety of pitches. So, yeah, sure. Well, you, the scheme is important. How do you how you utilize the scheme is important. Uh, when you think of our defense, you think we blitz all the time, but it's not blitzing all the time. It's when you blitz. It's, it's important. Give yourself an opportunity to get home or get done with the blitz that you want to get done. Spags got a great feel for that, so he doesn't get overzealous with blitzing every down. And uh, some guys do that. He he picks and chooses the time, but to do that, you've got to know or at least have a feel on what the what the offense is doing. But um, and then I, I think the a, a big part of it is: do your players believe in it? So you can, you can be a great teacher, do all that, but if your players aren't believing in the scheme, you're not going to have the production you want. So he, he does a nice job with that. Yeah, well, both of them are good leaders. That's, uh, um, they're not afraid to make the decision. So uh, we're sometimes uh, coordinators that haven't been head coaches are sat in that seat. They're, they're afraid to do that. But he, he, both of them do a nice job with that, yes. Yeah, they have a very good job with it, actually. All right, good. All right, that's Andy Reid speaking to the media. We're expected to hear from Patrick Mahomes either in the next few minutes. If not, it could also be maybe a half hour or so from now as uh, some coordinators will speak in between then. But injury-wise, Sky Moore not practicing. Derek Nottie, uh, that tricep injury, no surprise, not practicing. Pacheco, another day of not practicing. Although, reminder, yesterday he was asked and he said, absolutely, I'll be playing on Sunday. Joe Tooney, no surprise, dealing with the pec strain, not practicing. Uh, did mention, though, Isaiah Pacheco went through the walkthrough, so I don't think anybody should be concerned there. And then on a positive end, Mike Edwards, who's still in concussion protocol, he is expected to practice today. So, look, not that Connor hasn't been a great story and done a nice job filling in, but Mike Edwards would be a big deal. And actually, Patrick Mahomes is at the podium right now. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, just looking at what he did in college um, and then the Ravens organization and how much success they've had uh, my entire life, um, 
I knew that, that, that he was going to put him in the right position to win. Um, and uh, we were going to be playing a lot of big games, uh, AFC championship, playoff games, whatever that was. Um, and so it's, uh, it's cool to see that we're finally here. We're finally playing in our first playoff game against each other. Um, and uh, it's going to be a great challenge. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just it's different. First off, um, we've played a lot of home games, a lot of games at Arrowhead, which we love. Um, but getting a new challenge, a new opportunity to go out there and and see what we can do. Um, that as well as when you're on the road. I mean, obviously, Chiefs Kingdom travels, but everybody's against you, and you've got to go out there and come together as a team and find a way to win. And um, it's just a whole new opportunity for you to go out there and see what you're really about. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a lot better. I mean, every single week he continues to get better and better. Um, he's learned from early mistakes that he's made and doesn't make them again. Um, he learns from the right guys, if that's 11 or if that's uh, 87. Um, he stays with them, asks the right questions, and he asks the coaches the right questions. And so um, he's done a great job throughout the entire season, and it seems like the bigger the game, the, the more plays he makes. No, I mean, he's done a great job his entire time here. I mean, he's really done a great job everywhere he's been. I mean, he always coaches the defense up, and he gets guys uh, going in the right direction. I mean, he has a track record as one of the best defensive coordinators of all time in the Super Bowls that he's won at that defensive coordinator spot. Um, and this year, I think, has really magnified it with how they've really carried us to get to this point and um, done a great job of being able to make in-game adjustments. I think that's a huge thing, and he's really good at making those adjustments, coming out and finishing the game the right way. And so um, I said it in training camp, and I've said it all year long. I'm glad I don't have to go up against those guys. Um, I don't even know if it was the rest or if it's just playoffs. I mean, he's, he's played in so many playoff games now. I think, uh, I mean, obviously the regular season is very important and he wants to do really good, but it's just like the playoffs is a different intensity. And I think he likes that. He, he likes playing the big games and, and going up against the best. And that's what makes him so special in the playoffs um, is that he's able to, to make his game even rise another level, which, which you don't see. I mean, he's already at the top and to rise at another level, is, uh, that's what the special players do. And uh, I'm just glad he's on my team. He makes my job a lot easier being able to throw him the ball in those uh, big moments. I mean, not this year. My, my stats and, and my numbers, I don't know if I, if I was in that conversation. But um, he, he, he led his team. I think uh, MVP is a lot of things. It's stats. is leading your team, winning football games. Um, and he did that all this year. Um, I think for us, it's just the challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, they got the best defense. They got the MVP on offense. Um, they have a great special teams unit. Um, and they were the best football team throughout the entire season. So it, it motivates you to, in order to, to win the Super Bowl, you got to beat the best teams. And this is the best team that, we, that we've played so far this year. And it'll be a great challenge for us. I would say it's just challenging the fact that I had to deal with a lot of adversity, uh, getting uh, not having the success that I've that I've had in the past. Uh, knock on wood, I haven't had to deal with any of like the injuries or anything I've dealt with before in a season. So I, I call those seasons challenging. But at the same time, 
Um, being able to not win all the games and going out there and have big stats and all that different type of stuff has been different. Um, but it's taught me how to win in different ways and, and become the best quarterback for our team, not necessarily the best quarterback uh, for stats and stuff like that, but the best quarterback I can be for us to go out there and get wins. Um, I think it's just, I think it's kind of just who I am. Um, if I see you putting in the work and I see you coming to practice every day and, and, and working your tail off, doing the extra stuff, then I'm, I'm going to trust you to go out there and have success. And I've seen the guys do that. Um, and that's why I've had the trust in, in Sky last year. I have to trust MVS and all these guys. It's because I, 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 I see how they work every single day. I mean, guy, everybody sees the game day and they might not see the success that they, are, they want to happen. But when you see the work and the work that these guys have every single day, you know that they're giving everything they have and that's all you can ask for. And then we let the, let, let the results handle themselves. We go out there and just play to our best of our ability and, and try to win the game. Um, there's definitely been some schematic changes, um, but at the end of the day, it's the Ravens. I mean, it's they're going to play physical, they're going to play fast, they're going to play hard, um, and they have a lot of pride in defense. I mean, obviously, they have the offense, and they, they've put up a lot of numbers over these last few years, um, but if you think about the Ravens as defense, and they're going to fly around and try to dictate tempo, that's just who they are. And so it's our job is to go out there and, and play our game, um, play fast, play physical as well, um, and match their tempo, um, and so it's going to be a, it's going to be a great challenge. I'm excited for it. I mean, I know it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but at the same time, this is what you want this, at this point in the playoffs. All right, that was Patrick Mahomes speaking to the media. Uh, was asked a little bit about just you know this team, this defense. He's, he was asked about Spags in particular on the defensive side. He said, "quote They've carried us to this point," and I think he was also pretty well aware of the conversation when he was asked about the MVP situation where Lamar's going to win MVP and he's like, like did you see my stats this year like not that other quarterbacks are but he, he's very aware of frankly reality within the football team that this defense is a big, big reason why uh, this offense was able to sputter the way it did and still end up in the same spot that they're in which is an AFC title game yep. and then yeah obviously Lamar Jackson had a better season than Patrick Mahomes like he's not trying like you well, know what I mean like he's is, well aware of that yeah and he could like defend himself a little bit because again Patrick Mahomes has just as many total touchdowns and more total yardage than Lamar Jackson um, and a similar number of turnovers. Like, it's not it's not as dramatic as you think. The stats are pretty close. But, you know, his team won more. And number one also seed. Matters about number one seed. He was the number one seed, and he had the same stats as him. That matters for something. By the way, there was only one non-quarterback as an MVP finalist. That was Christian McCaffrey. Makes sense. I do think if you were putting Christian McCaffrey on there, you could have made the argument for Tyreek instead of Brock Purdy. I think if you're already putting one skill position player on there, you could have made the I, argument for Tyreek. I'm not offended by yeah, it. I'm just look, saying I think Lamar's going to be unanimous probably anyway. I, I, I look Brock Purdy for a variety of reasons. People hated on him throughout the year. Should he have been MVP? Of course not. But also think about where he was heading into that Ravens game before that disaster of a Ravens game. Brock Purdy was in position to be one of probably the top two vote getters. Uh, for MVP, and now he's going to finish last if he gets even a single vote. It was really um, kind of like, had he won the game against the I guess Ravens? He, 
I guess how, by the way, how does that work? So I guess they do the first, do they do first, second, third place voting or is it just one or nothing? It's one or nothing, right? Or do they redo no, that? It's, they redid it. Because they used to be nothing. Remember that was yeah. the whole thing. Russell Wilson never got a single MVP vote. Yeah. Now it's first. Okay. Because I was like, and it how goes did, all the way through fifth or something. So that's how they yeah. determine that there's a top four, because of mm-hmm. course that means, that means Brock Purdy at least got some fourth place votes. Yes. Something like that. Okay. And the NFL honors again, the award will be announced Thursday during Super Bowl week down in, uh, out in Las Vegas. Um, but you were saying something during the break, and it's true. It's like, yeah, the Chiefs aren't – I mean, that was why it was a disappointing year. You think about how everybody viewed this team. Nobody's up for MVP. Nobody's up for – not. by the way, I'm not even saying they should no be. No one's but up for Offensive Player of the coach Year. Of the, coach of the Year. They didn't even get somebody up for – there's Assistant of the Year. And yeah, Spags, Spags didn't even get that. the nod there. That's, oh, that's where he should. Other than that, I mean, I really don't have an issue with anybody else not being on a, like, Player no. of the Year thing. Coach of the Year is that we've talked about how weird it is. Theoretically, Andy Reid should be a candidate for Coach of the Year based well, on – This wouldn't have been the year anyway correct. because he finished third in the AFC. Yep. Yeah, this, by the way, the four co- or the five Coach of the Year uh, representatives or finalists, Dan Campbell, Harbaugh, Ryan, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and, and Kevin Stefanski. It's either going to be Kevin Stefanski or D'Amico Ryans. And just remember, the award was voted on before the postseason. So if it was in the postseason, then it'd be a no-brainer. I think Stefanski, <laughs> St- yeah. Stefanski might win it because it was cut off before the regular I, season. And, and in fairness, the one part, and I know that C.J. Stroud missed a couple of games, missed a couple of games. Stefanski in fairness for a regular season award, had Deshaun for less than a third of it, then had three other quarterbacks he had to drag across the finish line before settling. Like, I mean, you know, we talked about like Dorian Thompson Robinson when he's going for a little bit and they're back at like, they had a bunch of different names and they still managed to win 11 games. Yeah, I'm not saying Stefanski doesn't deserve some quality there. I'm just saying D'Amico had a slightly better at the quarterback it, position this year. Yeah, I'm with you on the assistant coach of the year. Ben Johnson, who's likely going to be head coach for the Commanders soon. He's, he's going to probably win it. Bobby Slowick, Todd Munkin in Baltimore. Uh, Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator for the Ravens. But yeah, Spags probably deserves some love for he's assistant coach uh, of the year. Other than that, though, some of them are just funny because, again, they don't they don't factor the postseason. So like seeing Josh Allen, who's great, but Josh Allen as an MVP finalist um, and not Mahomes is funny. Like It's just kind of funny to me. Well, it's a, I, you know what got him there? <laughs> winning seven in a row or six in a row or whatever yes. it was. And not just winning like that obviously matters a ton, but winning the division at the end. That's what got him MVP votes. He won his division. He, he came back he from six and two six. Seed, number two seed. Same. Yeah. And by same record as the Chiefs, but he beat him, you know, whatever. And I don't care that Patrick Holmes didn't get any votes. He's got his two MVPs and his two Super Bowl MVPs and his two Super Bowls to keep him cozy at night. I think yeah. somehow he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit weird. Did you guys see the this controversy that's going on? In uh, we we talk a lot of fantasy football during the regular season. We have chart shot. We did our Cody and Gold uh, Guillotine League, our listener league, having a ton of fun. Do you see the con- there's a big controversy? There's a cheating scandal going on at a website that had one of these big contests. So the the National Fantasy Football Championship, like oh, the official, okay. an employee for a fantasy football website's been fired for being involved in a cheating scandal during what is known as like the. The, the, the real championship of fantasy football, the NFL play, six-figure prize, okay? I mean, it's big-time money okay. here. Massive fraud, then. The employee had used internal controls to make advantageous changes to a contestant's roster after games had kicked off, including swapping in a player who had already scored a touchdown. Well, They well, caught this well. guy. Uh, the prize is $150,000, attracted 1,500 entries, and they ended up getting this guy. 
uh, and finding out that, like, wait a second, it's roster. He did not have that player in. I mean, I can you imagine funny when people point this out as be like, this is why gambling's better? Yeah, like, but they caught fa- the guy. Is, well, this is not this. Is, this is also some. This is one guy that changed the fa- someone else's fantasy football lineup. Yeah, it's not. The, it's not the same thing as the people alleging that the games are rigged. This is that. Somebody, well, we know that they are because of that's the right. That's true. You're right, Cody. Chiefs that's game. true. Yeah, you're or, right. Or wait, or is it rigged the other way because the Super Bowl logo colors? Ah, that too. We're already that too. 49ers. So who's it rigged for? Wait. That's right. Is it rigged for the Ravens or the Chiefs? I'm confused. Remember, it's only rigged if you don't like the results. But when you <laughs> when you think about this fantasy football uh, contest, no, this was like if you were the commissioner of our guillotine league, okay, or you know, I am or whatever, and it doesn't even let me do this. But if it did, I went in there and. Drew was playing you, and I didn't want you to win. And Drew had, you know, he Chris McCaffrey, Devin Achan, Devin in the on, on, his bench. on the bench, who got three touchdowns and two hundred yards. And all of a sudden, at halftime, I go in there and I add Devin Achan to the lineup, and you'd be like, "Um, wait a second, I didn't think I was up well, against that's A-chan. what happened. That's what happened. It doesn't take that long when you're playing for those kinds of stakes, like one hundred and fifty grand, and you're one of only fifteen hundred people entering. You remember who you're up against." Yeah, I mean, here's Remember the exact story. Remember whether A-Chan was in the lineup uh, against you. It was in the wild card game, and it's an hour into the second of two wild card games, the user switched Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert oh, of course, for, it's a Dolphins for, running for back. Packers Duh. running back Aaron Jones. And in the first game, Mostert against the Chiefs member only had 33 yep. yards. Well, Jones had 108 yards. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and ne- the next week in the divisional round, the same contestant switched out Rasheed Rice for Travis Kelsey after... Star tight end, Kelsey scored a touchdown and there went over the Bills. So the contestant's been disqualified from the tournament, Two which will continue. Yeah. So they're going, so they disqualified one guy, but we're still going on with this sham? Yeah. I'd almost, I feel like you got to offer, like if I want out, I want my money back. No questions asked. If you got somebody inside your own <laughs> system scamming me, if I want my, if I want out, even if my team stinks, yeah. if I want out, give me my cash and let me leave this contest. You can't just be kicking out one person and be like, it's not cheating now. Anyway, that was just a crazy story. One hundred fifty thousand dollars—that's a you know six-figure prizes and stuff. That's not these people are not playing for nothing. Here, playing for fantasy football dynasties, Cody. I guess I don't even know what that means. At least on this end. And when we talk about dynasties, hey, are you? So again, Andy and Patrick talked again today. Mm -hmm. I am surprised, even though it's the AFC Championship game, that they are not asked more about dynasties. Really? I know. You think they should be asked about it before they even get to the Super Bowl? I think they should have been asked about it all year. Really? I, I mean, they thank goodness playing, that wasn't all year. They are playing for the most rare commodity in all sports. That's the most rare commodity in all sports. Not a Super Bowl championship, not that. A chance at a dynasty. Oh, look, Patrick Mahomes is playing for another thing that's pretty rare as being a three-time Super Bowl champion, which, again, I think you could almost start asking him about now. And you're right. There's two weeks, and everybody knows there's two weeks. So the second this thing fires off, and we know that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will take a week off and then have to start talking – They'll ask him about, hey, what would it be like to be one of the five quarterbacks in NFL history to have three Super Bowl titles? But the dynasty thing, because of how rare it is, I'm surprised it doesn't come up as a point of pressure for the Chiefs, a conversation about pressure for the Chiefs. Because I would feel that if I were Mahomes or Kelsey, especially the big players, or Andy, if I were chasing something that rare. Yeah, I just I just think that comes into play next week. And for two weeks, you know, for the two-week period between the last, you know, the championship game and then the Super Bowl in Vegas, if, if they beat the Ravens, then there's plenty of that. Because, Cody, it's not – it won't just be the dynasty talk, which will be the biggest, but they also would be trying to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls 
in 20 years or whatever it is. So, I mean, it, it, it's that, too. Like, that that has only been done, what? I think the dynasty is even bigger than that, though. Well, sure, although I'm, sure. Although but you're they, pretty much an instant dynasty yeah, if you win back to back. It's bigger, but though, what I'm saying, those conversations, I'm totally good with not happening until after the said team is in the Super Bowl to make that happen. Like, there's no reason for us this week to talk about the Chiefs have a chance to be the back, you know, back-to-back champs for the first time no. in 20 years. Wait, wait till they're in the game where they're one win away. So It'll me, ha- there'll be plenty of people will be sick of that conversation by the time we get to the Super Bowl. What's funny on our end, I almost think you're right, right? We don't have to talk about, hey, are they going to complete this thing until they're closer? But if I were a player, I think that that would be creeping into my mind. That would be because we talk about pressure all the time. We talk about yeah. the Bills. They've never beaten them. The Ravens haven't been to a Super Bowl in, you know, 10 years and Lamar Jackson's. Um, you know, only he's got a couple of playoff wins. Can he get the game at home? And the pressure that would be on Detroit to just like do yeah. it for the city. I mean, the pressure exists for lots of various reasons for these teams. The idea, like if I, like as a yeah. talk show, I get it. The dynasty thing, like the actual, are they going to complete it? What will it mean if they do? And the thing that does come next week for us, but for them, I don't know how you couldn't think. But don't that. you think this team wasn't thinking that also? Cause Cody didn't, before they played Maybe. the Maybe before they played the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they had just lost to the the Las Vegas Raiders in embarrassing fashion, and theoretically their their divisional chances were on the line when they played the yeah. Cincinnati. And so I don't think at that moment they were thinking about man, all those people expect us to go back to back, and we're trying to be this dynasty and all that. They were worried about just making the playoffs for about a week, just in case things were really falling apart on them. And so because this was viewed as a disappointing season all year and all these issues, and man, are they going to even be, you know, are they going to win a wild card game, all this kind of stuff? Nobody was nobody was talking about that. And so yeah. there's no way, I, I don't think there's any way Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed were able to even get their mind anywhere near that. At some point I, this year, see, like Sky Fox on yeah. Twitch, he just says, hey, look, they don't think that way. Every I, team's I, a little different. But I also, you know, we had Chris Jones on the show, and he's like, not one, not two. You know, he LeBron did. So it's not that they never think about the possibility well, they, of winning more. Maybe uh, in an individual uh, year, you're right. Yeah. It starts becoming like, this is the year, this is the team, we have problems, we can't. But that's the regular season. They're now just two games well, away. They're all from aware the of it. Of like, wait, yeah, I, I think they're aware of what it means if they were to win two more games and the gravity of that. And then I can promise you, they'll be aware of it if they win this game against Baltimore because everybody's going to be asking them about being a dynasty. Do you think you're a dynasty? Do you? You know, there'll be plenty of that on sure. media opening media night. I guarantee you in Vegas. Um, but be the I, entire I, talk of the conversation, I imagine. Yeah, I just, I just don't think. Um, it's been brought up because of where this team has been. Like if they rolled through the regular season and they were 15 and two or something, everybody would have been talking about all year because wow, yeah. but they weren't, they haven't been viewed as this dominant team because they're not this year, but here they are in the AFC title game. And yeah, someone's right. It's, it's the eight. They're trying to be the eighth team to go back to back in the Super Bowl era. Um, but it's been 20 years, I believe, since the last team has, has done that. And that'll be a conversation I will gladly have. And I think they'll, they will be talking more about because they're asked, not, they're not going to be tweeting about we're, you know, or anything no. like that. They'll but, be tweeting at the second day if they complete it. Sure. That'll as, all fire off. And the, you know, the, the shirts with yep. three Super Bowl trophies with Mahomes' face on it will be all over the planet. I get it. I absolutely get it. There have been, I think, even less than that, by the way, from the dynasty. There have been eight back-to-back winners. Yeah, but, he was just talking about back-to-back. No, I know, that text but like, was. dynasties in my mind are, what, five? Miami, Pittsburgh, Patriots. Dallas. Dallas won three out of four. And, and San Francisco? Is that it? Patriots from t- 2001 to 2018. I, you know what? I just kind of lump uh, the Patriots Steelers, into just one Ste- big long yeah. one. I mean, Steelers, I guess we can seven, break them up two times if you want. But. Steelers, 72 to 79. And then uh, you mentioned the Dolphins, obviously. Packers, 19, the 60s, back all the way back in the 60s. Yeah. 
So maybe not modern, not since the merger, but at least that. 49ers were 13-year run. Yeah, the 49ers for sure. And that's the other part. That's always the funny thing we talk about dynasties is like they have to win it. Most dynasties we talk about, they got to win like three rings in a five, six, seven-year period. I'm not sure it'd be any different if you won like three and ten. But they don't give you credit usually in that unless it comes the way the Chiefs are winning. Does that make sense? If you go to 10 straight AFC title games and get three Super Bowl rings, people will still give you the dynasty moniker. But you and I have had that argument, and we don't have to have it till next week or conversation around it till next week. But it definitely becomes interesting as a result of that. I didn't know if it was in their head or not. because And, like, not in their head. They're not shaken by the pressure. They got Patrick Mahomes. That was the thing that we go back to Solak. I thought was really interesting because uh, we didn't have a chance to really react to him. The thing that was really interesting there, Gold, was – he had written that article for The Ringer, and I know that he speaks to NFL front offices like a lot of these national reporters do. And it's like, describe the difference. And it's like, at some point, that's what has driven the Chiefs to this point, is that they have done this so many times at this point, there'd be no reason in your head to ever think it's not going to happen again. Maybe you still get, you know, maybe you still lose. Maybe games still get you. But when you walk into a season like, yeah, we're going to win the AFC West, it's like, but it looks bleak this year. I don't care. And then it's... Well, we're going to go to the AFC title game. You're like, I don't know if it's your year. And they're like, we're there all the time. It's fine. I do feel like there's a big advantage. That's the biggest advantage maybe the Chiefs have is the whole mental side of this. We're talking about this dynasty stuff is the Chiefs are just used to this. None of this is new or feels weird or is different. For the Ravens team, it's new for almost every single one of their players. The only person it's maybe not new for is the coach in Harbaugh. The rest of them have been to the postseason, but they haven't been this far in the postseason. Every single member of the Chiefs, pretty much, except for the rookies from this year, every other person on the Chiefs has pretty much been here before. Yeah, I think experience. I mean, I think experience has to matter. Like it has to factor factor into whether you, Cody, whether you're talking about coaches, whether you're talking about players, anything. Like I think the experience has to be accounted for when when you think these teams are either close or you think there's a gap between teams. But think about fourth quarter, two minutes to yeah. go in those in those particular situations. Like who do, who are you going to trust more? And that's, as you said, with Solak, it's the Mahomes. It's, that's where Mahomes comes in. Maybe not in the first quarter, it doesn't matter as much. Maybe not. But in the fourth quarter, game on the line, who's been that? Who, whose heart rate is lower than the other guy? I guarantee you, if they get yeah. like his, his, heart, like mo- yeah, his heart rate's lower than anybody else in that pressure situation. Whatever that whoop heart monitor was. Yeah, I, think he, I think he wears that. I yeah. think that's what he wears. They yeah. talked about that whoop, one time yeah. after the Super whoop Bowl. Or whoop or whoop, whatever. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. 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 By the way, I did see, we we're talking about just like showing up in the fourth quarter. Nate Tice, he does some uh, he does some so, NFL stuff for the Athletic. He put out stats on Chris Jones' run defense. We talked about first, this yesterday for the first three quarters of a football game versus the last one. Dear God, that man's been mailing it in. <laughs> Let's just say it like it is. Chris Jones for three quarters of a football game is not and cannot be bothered to be interested in tackle on runs, participating in run defense. Nope. And then come the fourth quarter, Chris Jones is back. No, what? Because I just just yesterday we did that topic and I was like. Hey man, does anyone else realize it? It just seems like Chris Jones is like waiting till the bitter damn end he to like up, have this moment. Steps up when it matters most, right? Steps up when it matters most, and he knows his job and his paycheck and future paycheck is all about sacks. But I just to statistically see it on paper that he has just stopped participating in run defense for the first three quarters. I think some of that is still held, just like anything else. The legs and all the stuff that we talk about with Travis and the extra games they played and all those things. And honestly, if he shows up at the right moment and the game's close and he still helps him win the football game, if he knocks Josh Allen enough that Khalil Shakir can't get the go-ahead touchdown, I don't know, I'll probably live my life.
you know? Sometimes players are like that. We talk about this all the time when, like, draft time comes around. Like, well, he takes plays off. I'm like, well, how great is he in the other ones? I'd prefer a player <laughs> play all the plays. It'd be cool. It's fine. I mean, obviously, we'd all prefer that. But sometimes players take plays off. But in the ones that they don't are one of the most dominant forces in the league. That guy can still work on my roster, too, to be clear. Coming up next, we'll get to the random question of the day. And the coaching carousel had a little more clarification in the last 24 hours. But who is still out there? One big surprise next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Random question of the day coming up in about 10 minutes here on Cody and Gold. Hanging out on a Thursday. Appreciate it. Hope everybody uh, is hanging out and making it through this crappy, crappy weather day. In it's terrible. It outside. sucks outside. It really does. Now, look, I'll still take the 40s instead of the negative five windshield. But, yeah, not a great day. Not a great day. Eating um, soup for dinner. Feels like soup weather. Think about the weather we've had this week and if the Chiefs would have lost to the Bills. Like, everybody's in a good mood this week because the Chiefs won. But if you would have lost and you would have had the bad weather, then this this would have been one of the worst weeks of the year. Like you might you you, you might have to actually like get out of town for a little bit. Oh, gotta be terrible. By the way, we can help out the text line. I won't okay. make this my random question, but this is a fair question to help the city. This is important. It says from the nine one three six. Big boy is officially out of onion rings, and if you miss this, that was high boy or high boy. Sorry, they can no longer get their supplier. Poor high boy, who had the reputation of having the best onion rings in the city, no longer is can work with their onion ring supplier in a way they can get them fresh in the way they want them. They want the text line to answer this for them, and I'll give you some of the answers later. Who has the best onion rings in town now? And it did seem like High Boy was universally agreed upon as being mm-hmm. the best onion rings. I, I saw that about story it. about a week ago. I feel yeah. like the place to get onion rings the most common is like growing up was like Winstead's. Absolutely. Get the 50. Great, great man, onion ring. I just get the 50, 50, 50, 50. You get some fries. You get some onion rings. You're feeling good about that. Absolutely. I, I had them the last time, and I'm not sure that the quality was up to like really? what I thought in my head. I thought You know who has good, good onion, onion ring, rings? You know who same. does? No, I don't, normally you're like, oh, I'm not going to get onion rings when I'm going to a barbecue place always. But Jack Stack, the onion ring tower. Oh, I never had big, I mean, just good? big onion rings. You get more. I think you get more in like three, six or, or nine, something like that. Oh, those are those are pretty good ones. Those are pretty good at Jack Stack. A little barbecue sauce to go with it. Okay, Not we're gonna bad. we're gonna get some suggestions here, and we'll find out. Someone immediately already mentioning Ray's Big Burger, which is on Vivian. Haven't haven't I, had that. I'll be honest, that place that place is just old enough. I can't imagine that they've cleaned a grease trap there in twenty years. That's a good thing for onion rings. I just want to be clear. All right, let's go back up to Arrowhead because Chiefs rookie wide receiver Rashi Rice is speaking to the media ahead of this game on Sunday. Um. No, nah, not necessarily. Uh, to be honest, the, the most surprising part is, you know, it's just a different perspective when you're watching on TV and you don't have, like, personal relationships with those guys. And 
I mean, just being able, being a part of it and, you know, actually having to put your head down and grind to get to where you got to get. Uh, he's been very important. Uh, if there's anybody, you know, that's helping me, you know, a lot on the field and off the field is Marquez. Uh, anything I need to know, uh, I mean, he's there for me to help me even when it comes to playing, you know, against other teams. He's, he's been in the league for five, six years, so he's been playing against a lot of those guys, so he can let me know anything I need to know. Every day, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we always we're always putting in you know different routes and stuff like that, uh, and just you know changing up personnel and formations. So, you know, when it comes to running, you know, certain routes against uh, zone and man defense, it's just like if I without me even having to go to Pat, Pat's gonna let me know what, what he's looking for, so I can know how to run my route. So what's Pat like as a teacher? Um, I mean, a number one teacher. You know, the best teacher you can get. Uh, if any, if you want anybody to, you know, tell you how to do something, you want the primary source, and he's gonna let you know. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, every game it just seems like it gets a little bit faster. Um, obviously, we're kind of getting prepared for that throughout the week just because uh, we're, it's real intense in there. Uh, the intensity goes up in practice. Uh, the margin of error, it goes down or little to none. Like, we don't really look to have any mistakes during this time, so. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I got the vest around me, like I said. So, you know, they, they teach me how to take care of my body throughout the long season. Uh, I was prepared to, you know, I was looking forward to having a long season this year, you know, despite getting ready for the combine, you know, the draft and stuff like that, uh, just because I love this game. Uh, I didn't get to the NFL to have a short season. <laughs> Everything, um, eating habits, uh, definitely sleep. But like I said, just staying on top of your body. Even <clears throat> you know our days are long. I get up in the morning for treatment, and I'm ready to go home like 30 minutes away and just get away and go lay in my bed. But I gotta go back to the training room to stay on top of my body. All right, let's dip out of this. They don't have a microphone in that room. It's, it's one thing we barely can hear. I mean, I couldn't I hear it. Couldn't hear anything. No, you're good. It's not you at all. I'm just, I have headphones I, on. We just can't hear it. And obviously, that means our audience can't hear. So let's dip out of that. Obviously, prior to that, Rasheed Rice was talking about uh, you know his health. We'll talk, I think, tomorrow about where he's at physically. Uh, he's practicing all week. That's what's important. He's not limited sure. practice or anything like that. Let's get back into what you were saying when you were mentioning the head coaching stuff because that does apply to what this all is like. Hey, you were planning on having a long season, Rasheed. Hey, Patrick, how is it like getting to this point of the season again? Because so much of their success is related to the division. And over the last two years, we have a new head coach at every single spot outside of Kansas City. Ranking them in order now, where do you rank the best coaches in the AFC West? Read one. Of course. So where does... (laughs) Yeah, of course. Got it. We're good. Where do Harbaugh, 
Pierce and Sean Payton fall on that list. And I'm pretty sure for me, it's Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Payton, and Pierce. Pierce, unproven. We'll see on him. Obviously, he's just going to have to do the we'll see yeah, I don't think this is, you are situations. I don't think this is that complicated. Wow, really? You think it's... Uh, yeah, I think... Why I mean, not Payton's won a Super Bowl? Harbaugh hasn't done that. He's won a national championship. Yeah. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, who would you rather have your has your head coach right this second for, for a franchise? Let's say, do you would you rather... If you could start over and, and the Chargers could have had Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh coming up this season, who do you think they would have picked? Payton. I don't think so. Peyton was a Super Bowl I, champ. I understand. But we've lot? now but we've now seen what he looks like after not having Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Like, I think two years ago, I'm with you. Two years ago, I'm saying, hell yeah, it's Sean Payton. Not now, I can't say that. Part of me wonders about done anything is last the control years. thing that we talk about or with Bill Belichick, year. which is he underperformed, it seemed like, the entire time he had Drew Brees. Then he took a job knowing what? He was going to run the quarterback out of town, and he was just going to solve all of his problems with whatever quarterback they take in the first round, which, by the way, some people have J.J. McCarthy, funny enough as a projected possible pick for them in the first round. Yeah. I I think I'd be torn a little, but I also think I'd take Harbaugh. But that's also why I think Harbaugh is such a good hire for the Chargers. Look, I'll get I'll get my jokes off. Don't worry. When everybody starts picking the Chargers to win the division again, it's already I'll start firing off my jokes. Don't worry. We'll all get there. This is actually a really good hire by the Chargers. This is significantly yeah. better than the last couple of head coaching hirings they've done. Because the Andy Reid perception of it, not that Andy, Andy had done more than Harbaugh has ever done in the NFL level, but it is an established coach who knows what he's doing, who has taken losing franchises to winning franchises at literally every single place he's ever been. So I assume over the next five years, the Chargers are about to be a whole lot more competitive than they have been. They're about to be a lot tougher against Kansas City than they have been for five years. That's the course correction the Chargers needed to make. You went from an inexperienced head coach who everybody thought was the next up-and-comer, and that backfired in Brandon Staley. So get, go get the established guy that has had success in the league. So I think it's a great hire. But, yeah, the you know Kevin Clarks of the world who tweeted out yesterday that within the next four years the Chargers are winning the Super Bowl, stuff like that is just a joke. I'm sorry. It's just laughable. You know I'm higher on Herbert than others still, and now there's zero excuses for Justin Herbert going forward now that he has Harbaugh. But that roster needs a rebuild uh, with some cap issues. You still have to deal with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in this division. And then outside of the division even, there's still Cincinnati is going to be ahead of you with Joe Burrow for a while and for, for the next, you know, as long as Harbaugh's there. Baltimore's a win away from a Super Bowl now or going to a Super Bowl. Buffalo, this, all jokes aside there, they still have Josh Allen. They will still be yep. part of the conversation. And then there's teams on the NFC. So Chargers are Lots not winning jobs. the Super Bowl next four years. I, I don't care. Right? That's just not happening. Stop. You, you can't declare that for a team that can't even win uh, the division for the last eight years. And for a head coach who's never won the Super Bowl. I understand he's been there, but he still hasn't done it. By the way, on onion ring talk over here on the text line. <laughs> yeah, those sound Winstead good. Winstead still says the best onion rings are Winsteads. Multiple people mentioning town topic. Jack Stack was on the list. It wasn't just you. Yeah. Talk of the town getting a couple of votes. Really? Halls and huh. I don't Social know if and uh, Waldo. I go to That's talk of town plenty. I don't know if I've ever had the rings there. I might have to try them. Social's where we bartended, so that was a good we time. We did. We did a little I guest I didn't get bartending. the onion rings, though. I did get a burger there, and it was quite good, yeah. as I remember. So we got quite, okay. a, bit of, quite a bit of onion ring talk. <laughs> Char bar. I feel like it's hard. Like if you're the best barbecue place, it's um, it's hard to imagine that you're also the best onion ring place. What do you mean? I don't know. I feel like you, you, you appetizers can, are important. It's like being a great quarter. It's like being John Elway. Sure. You were a great quarterback. You also a great GM. I, I don't oh, know. That's not, oh, you know, oh, oh, I don't oh. think that it works the same. I don't, you know, I don't, think, you'd be, I don't think you'd be the what? best at everything. Uh, no, nobody's saying they're the best at everything. <laughs> Again, Jack stacks onion rings are phenomenal. 
And we know the barbecue is great. Like, you can have both of an appetizer. I agree with you that there are some, like, barbecue places that have much better ribs than others, but their fries are incredible or their beans are incredible better than this place. No, 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 man. Someone says, uh, thanks, guys. The wet box in their truck smells like frozen onion rings right out of the freezer before they go in the oven. Thanks, now I'm hungry. By the way, from the 816, bad news. High Boy, which they mentioned is the best onion rings, they say they're out. They're out of the onion rings game. No, that's, Mo- that was the whole start yeah, of the conversation. But this yeah. person didn't realize that that's, that was part of the conversation. Yeah. By the way, multiple people also <laughs> saying that the best onion ring is the single one on top of the Z-Man. Look, I'm a big fan of the Z-Man sandwich, especially on Wednesdays when you get the burnt-in Z-Man. That's living. I'm not saying, yeah, but someone, it's one onion ring. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, ta- you're a little – normally I'm off on the food take. And most people disagree with me. You I think, think you can be great at two things. I, I think you're okay. off on the take that you can't have a great entree and Joe's a great – fries appetite. are great. I'm not saying you can't have a great one. I'm just saying you can't have the best. I mean, the fries at Joe's are – They are great. <laughs> I had Joe's yesterday for dinner. It was uh, those fries, man. You can't, can't miss on the fries when you go there ever. They never miss. So Where's good. the closest made right? Multiple people oh. mentioning made right. How, how long did it take me to get there? They said it's a bit of a drive. Yeah, how far of a drive? Where it can't is... be the best onion rings in Kansas City if I got to go an uh, hour and a half outside right. of you town. You know I eat more fast food than you, but somebody's suggesting a national chain fast food place. I'm sorry. It's just that's not the answer. That's not it? Someone said Burger King has the best onion rings. Stop. 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 Those soggy things? No. No. You got to have some crunch. Got to have a little crunch to the onion ring. Don't you think? Yeah, I would think so. They are great at one thing. Whopper, whopper, they whopper, are. Hey, man. I like the Whopper. <laughs> I like the Whopper, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Whopper's not bad. A little charbroiled burger. Fast food burger, it's not bad. I, we really got distracted by onion we rings We did. Today. We did. Look, that person said it, and I actually thought it was important to get to that. That's the thing that matters to our listeners. Everybody can relate to good onion rings, you know? Our boss <laughs> asked us to talk about things that matter to you, the people. And I think the best onion rings in Kansas City is something that matters to yeah, people. It just yeah, does. Yeah. People are still bringing up. Hi, boy. We've mentioned it five times. The reason why we brought it up is because they're not having onion rings anymore. Yeah, they're not the best anymore. They said they quit. Yeah. They said they're out of the onion ring game. You're just going to have to get other good things from them. Said they can't get the quality that they want from their supplier fresh the way that they want them. They've admitted they're they're out. It used to be, hi, boy. Looking for a new kid. (laughs) Random question. For you, Gold, for you, Drew, over on the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, you can catch us on Twitch at 610 Sports KC or YouTube Live. We've got the video stream up every single day. This one's going to go back to sports-related because last night, K-State lost a basketball game. All right, whatever, lose a regular season, Big 12 game. Yeah, pretty common. Uh, The way that it went down there towards the (laughs) second half of the game, not as common as Jerome Tang started to mix it up with the student section. And if you haven't seen the videos, they are pretty funny of like the weirdo things the Iowa State fans are doing behind him, both with like almost like na-na-na-boo-boo stuff. Yes, yes. Pretty much that's how I would describe all the antics behind Grown men, I mean, some of these, yeah, I mean, some of these people, they might have been in their 70s doing like the T like and getting way too excited about it. Like the, the screenshots are phenomenal from it. It all stemmed from something with the student section. And yes. then also at one point, Jerome Tang was, was, was arguing about a call. He got out of the coach's box. Uh, and then TJ Otzelberger or whatever, the head coach of He's Iowa State was like, He's out of the coaching box, which, by the way, all you damn coaches are never in the coaching box when it comes to college basketball. And so that irritated Tang. And then they were they were arguing and exchanging words. And then that that fired up the crowd more. And next thing you know, you got a crazy environment and it is a good environment up there. Um, but uh, I, I was stated up running away with it. But that was that was crazy. What's your question? Sorry. Have you ever been heckled? Of course, because look, 
this straight up did not go great. All the time, Cody, you like, know, all in, the time. In public heckled, you know, like you're doing a live radio show and someone's giving you the business or you were like performing in a play. I don't care what yeah. you're doing. Have you ever been yes. properly heckled and how did you handle it in the moment? So, yeah, we've been heckled uh, before doing a remote, not here at 610, but at other markets uh, definitely have happened. And then. You said you're acting like you have to be the performer. I, I disagree. I told oh. you the story. I was in Manhattan, Kansas, uh, and I was at the KUK State game last year, not this the prior year. And I told you, and I remember I have the video of it, the lady, where I'm oh, I'm yeah. I'm actually yeah. minding my business. I'm not talking smack or anything. I'm I'm wearing. I'm clearly clapping when something good happens for the Jayhawks. I went to school there, so okay, yes. And this lady kept yelling and running up behind me and screaming into my ear things, including like, uh, what was the line? Because it made no sense. It was a lot. And this was, uh, what was it? Oh, cheaters never win except KU, which I still don't really understand the point of the line. She's saying you're still winning in that (laughs) scenario. I I don't know what the line was, but this woman kept coming up and yelling it behind me. Finally, I I, I just acted like I was recording, which I was. And she stopped and she was done for the rest of the game. But that counts as heckling. And I wasn't even doing anything. Interesting. I've told I've, that story on there before. So yeah. I think, I don't know that I've ever been, the, the reason why I was asked is like, I don't think I've ever been properly heckled. Look, we get plenty of hate on social media or the, like the text line or something. Oh yeah. Cause anonymous stuff is easy for people to, yeah. to say. What I mean, it's not yeah. super anonymous on the text line. We do have your phone number. Your number. Yeah. So, we do. We do see your phone number. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess I could fire back, but I don't know your name or what you do for a living. No. At least on that situation. <laughs> but in public, I don't think I've ever caught like the worst I ever get is not even heckling where people are just like, I like the other. I like this, or I like this, or you shouldn't have said, you know, small things. Public heckling, that seems light. How about you, Drew? Uh, no, I've never been heckled, at least to my <laughs> to my knowledge. I, I can't remember a time where I've been heckled. Were you surprised at how badly Tang handled that last night? Like, what is, like, uh, hey, man, I know that it's been kind of a frustrating season offensively in the Big 12s, because, like, they immediately want to turn this on. Iowa State fans are the worst. I'm like, this is, I like, will say Iowa this State. is the this student this section in every building. <laughs> In college basketball, it they're is. meant to be a little bit. Student worse. sections are student sections, but I, I will say Iowa State has their fans have a reputation usually of. It's about complaining though. Their their fans, everybody K State fans can relate to this. Their fans will boo anything. Oh in, yeah, in, any call. I mean, they sometimes it makes you question their basketball IQ. I'm serious with some of the Iowa State fans that are, that are in the Hilton Coliseum. So I'm not trust me. You're not going to find me defending Iowa State fans. Last night was just bizarre. You know, some, you know, drum tanks usually is most mild mannered person. Right. And to see that, that was just surprising. And, and we don't know the full details on what happened, but that was quite the scene on TV. I caught the end of the very end of the game. So I missed the initial exchange. But, you know, you never know what people are saying, man. Like, we don't know. You know, there, there's we, we have stories in sports um, and baseball. It's happened a few times in, in the city of Boston where things are said to players like, hey, if somebody's saying something like that. I have no problem with how you react. I'm going to help the text line. This is okay. a lot like the you have a face for radio comment. Said so radio what? heckle, your voice is terrible. I know they're talking to me. Who's going to say who? They don't say who? Mine. Mine. <laughs> Let me just be clear. This is my voice. I'm not going to change it. You might not like it. It's my voice. I can't control what my voice sounds like. It's my voice. You want me to do like a pretend voice? Hey, it's Cody Tapp, and we're brought to you by Sport Now. This is it. This is how I talk. This, this is how we. This is how we talk. This is how we talk. Yeah. I'm not doing fake radio guy voice. I'm sorry if my voice sucks. It's just my voice. I'm glad <laughs> you guys are genuine. Yeah. I think you have to be. 
And we've talked uh, about that yes. before. I think yes. you have to be. You I do four hours. You do, do four hours of radio, and no, you know, look, we haven't. It's not like Bob and Josh where they've been doing it for 15, 20 years or whatever at, at six ten. But like, even four years. Like we've been doing the show for going. We're going on our fifth year, right? We've done our show for four years. Yeah. You do four. You can find out pretty quickly if someone's faking it. You, you know what I mean? So sure. Yeah. yeah. You you have to be genuine. We've always believed in that, and I, I think that's the only path uh, to have success in in sports talker and a lot of things for that matter. Does it have to be fans that heckle you? Can Cause no. I, I feel like hands, no. I feel like heckling is, is fans be, because for example, playing sports in, in high school, you know, you're, you're up at the batter's box and, and you know, you're, you're, you're talking a little smack with the catcher. Oh, so like, you're a heckler. No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying you're talking smack. Mm. Like, like, like you step that up, isn't heckling. Like you step up to the box oh. and you miss a cold strike and the catcher's like, Hey man, you suck. I it's will like, say, you know, it's not, to me, that's not heckling. Heckling is the is the fan in the stands who's booing at you, talking smack on the sidelines, you're running by or whatever. In mm-hmm. retrospect, my brief foray into uh, 12-year-old baseball, whew, being an umpire, it ain't fun. And there is a lot of that. Like, you're blind! What are you... And just like, we're, we're right next to each other. This isn't a Major League Baseball game. I can see you. You're one of like 25 right. people here. What do you think the secret is here, man? <laughs> And the comment always at that age too, especially when it's twelve. Especially now, by the way, if you're if you're heckling an umpire, just know that the appropriate response from any umpire would be like, "Then you do it." You see a lot of other people volunteering for the gig. Go nuts, pal! Yeah, we've talked about that with youth sports in in general. That's that's why you know they got they had a ref shortage because if you know you're not getting you're not making any money to be a youth sports ref. I'll never forget the the rant that Frank Martin, former K State basketball coach, went on. He was at South Carolina at the time, yep, but I that remember. long video, you guys can Google it. It's been, it's been viral for, it's gone viral multiple times. So usually it does whenever something happens with officials. And basically he, he was, he was right. He's like, do you think this guy that's trying to make an extra 20 bucks a game? You know, I'm paraphrasing really gives a damn about your 12 year old winning their bet. You know, you think he cares which 12 year old team wins, you know, like and he went on this great rant and it's true um, not to get too off. Yeah. Off topic, but yeah, someone else did point out it's true. Iowa State is the, fa- the they had that Melvin Weatherwax that fan that tried to attack Bill Self. Remember that? Yeah, and then Iowa I State, know. what the hell's going on what? up there? By the way, my, my friend Nathan, the guy who works over at GAN, mm-hmm. he said our crews get heckled all the time. I'm like, wait, just real quick, heckling what? asphalt crews? Why are you heckling <laughs> concrete and asphalt crews? He says, quote, someone always knows better and is an expert because they watched uh, HGTV once. So you got some weekend warriors saying you're not pouring the asphalt right. <laughs> What? So what? Someone used to work in the asphalt business, and they're like, "Hey, you're not no, no, pouring." Just making it sound like you missed a spot. They were just watching Hometown on HDTV no, well, and decided true. they knew how to pour a concrete pad. Uh, I'm not surprised. I guess if you explain it like that, but yeah. <sighs> okay. There's no way to live in this life, you know. People just constantly <laughs> mocking you, no matter what you do, whether you talk with your own voice or whether you're making fine asphalt and concrete from Gan. You're screwed. Oh man. That is the random question of the day. I hope Tang has a better, better run of it on the weekend. It was an interesting. Yeah, but again, I'll, I'll, I'll go back. We don't know what was said. There's a lot. There's some rumors out there uh, about some things maybe that was said to him. Yeah, and if, and if that is true, then uh, he has every right to react the way he did. Sure. Right. I hopefully that's not the case. But um, unfortunately, I, I, I don't think it would be stunning if that is true. People. Go worst. to a venue, they buy their own ticket, and they think it gives them the right to do whatever the hell they want with no consequences, and that's not the case. It's not the, we see this in the NFL stadiums all the time. Sure, and they're always surprised when people react, like when I care the thing that you say. Yeah. All right. 
Coming up next, let's get back to some NFL here as we're getting set for the AFC title game. One thing that was worrisome for, I don't know, 95% of this NFL season. Now we haven't seen it for a few weeks. How worried are you that it comes back up on Sunday next? Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.